Welcome to Forward Radio, where we bring you bite-sized insights from some of the best professionals in the industry, delivered daily. Core skills required while building a product with Kaustub Khade, product leader. I'd say there are a lot of diverse skills, skills that you need to be a product manager and since you mentioned like you know the uh, the varied backgrounds that i have as well right i wouldn't say that that stays the same across organizations right uh, in the first organization for instance it was mainly my data skills right uh, th- that that got me off the ground right to say ki, okay i could like actually mine or look for the right data right and then build my own insights right uh, with with the second one it was uh, you know the ability to like be on ground and have conversations with uh, with the sales guy who's paid like 12k right uh, and and then as the organizations and even my uh, positions got got higher uh, a lot of this is about you know stakeholder management uh, ensuring you know objective driven you know product uh, road mapping right uh, as opposed to you know wish list uh you know uh, method of um of this and and it's it's very I, i think that particular part is where i am right now right um to say that can i distill down what are the core objectives right uh, and then uh, you know derive like what the product roadmap comes from there right uh, i think by now very honestly i would like to say i would like to think that most companies have evolved you know the the base layers right so most companies are data driven you have more analysts in there uh, you know you have your data scientists a whole bunch of that work is done a lot of the a lot of the product managers themselves are engineers which is obviously super helpful because you can have those conversations with devs right uh, they also getting hands on with the user experience and ui right so while they might not necessarily uh, have the sense for it right or might not understand the color palette right uh, but but the trust in, in in a ux engineer has has in, uh, has increased uh, drastically all right uh, and and so now we are at that stage where you know um, if if you have all the tools available right uh, what is the avenue that like is going to bear the best fruit right and and when you look at it from that perspective it's it's uh, i would say two is to have uh, two things that i that i would like to focus on right uh, one is being able to have um, a fair grasp of communication with uh, with all your stakeholders your team uh you know the people who actually want to like deliver um uh, and the second is to be able to uh you know cut through the muck in a sense right because there's so many models out there there are so many like products out there right uh that it's very easy to be tempted by oh my god look at what this person has done right uh, and looking at like a product in isolation right without uh, you know going into the depths and seeing its applicability to uh, to your frontier right uh, that's where a lot of bad decisions get done right and and uh, i'm not saying that this is even just as a product manager level right uh, that's why those two go hand in hand because you could have a stakeholder who just comes in there and says ki you know what like my investor just showed me this amazing new toy right and i need this toy built right uh, and and just having you know been in the space for a little bit you know that that doesn't apply to your user right uh, now you're now you're stuck in a quandary right because uh, your stakeholder quite clearly wants this right and uh, and he's got some you know uh, some reasons to uh, to pull that off right uh, how are you going to actually navigate this uh, fairly interesting situation that you've got yourself into right um and some of that is is just being able to communicate better with stakeholders right and the second one is to be able to uh, decisively tell them 
you know what uh, what he actually wants right uh, and why you're going to go and get it right so so it's it's those two you know uh, skills i'd say that are like fairly paramount in our time and age right uh, because if the product manager himself is not able to uh, drive conviction of building something in the team right uh, that's the greatest like injustice that that he or she can do right so um, being able to you know own your roadmap right and be able to communicate that to uh, stakeholders as to why it's important right i think those two are the uh, skills that i hold very dearly yep yep and uh, you have worked with a lot of zero to one products right mm-hmm. and a lot of these products have also scaled from one to many yep you know and beyond that as well right yep um what are some of the skills or learnings you know you believe helps in zero to one yeah the one to n yeah so um so I, i think with with the zero to one right and maybe we should just walk through you know how a zero to one product you know even comes into inception right uh, a zero to one product is is not you know like uh, uh, is is not visual thinking the next day you know have a, you have a product right uh, it comes with an, it comes with some semblance of an idea right or even a conversation right uh, in most companies that, that that comes down you know top down uh, to say that okay you know what uh, these people want to do this particular thing right uh, and the the first thing to getting you know like the zero to one right right is to be very inquisitive as to what the outcomes should be on this thing right uh, because invariably it becomes you know a, a fairly abstract thought right uh, that is again you know some chinese whispered some you know product that is out there that, that people want to ape etc right uh, and you can at this point either lose that battle entirely and say ki like okay you know what i'm just going to get a pm and he's going to spec the same thing as of um, you know what these guys have done right uh, or you actually like delve deeper and try and find out what the uh, what the core op- uh, objectives are right uh, and and that that in itself leads to like fairly good conversations uh, about what could be built right uh, he comes and tells you that okay you know what i want to push notification system uh, and you know that you got like a really scaled up like top of the line push notification system uh, if you can't like delve deeper with that stakeholder to say ki but what purpose are we solving with this new uh, with this new system right uh, you won't you won't get anywhere right and push notification system is obviously not an example of a zero to one right uh, but say you want to line a, you want to put out a new vertical uh, in uh, in or a new subject at uh, over at byjus right uh, now every subject in itself l- lends its own uh, way of learning right so you say you take history for example right now you can't teach history the way that you teach math right uh, you it's it's a different it's, it's a different uh, pedagogy right uh, it's going to be different content uh, it's going to be different consumption patterns right um, it's, it's going to be different assessment styles right uh, now if you want to, if somebody came and said ki like you know what comes up like go launch his screen right uh, and i would basically ask to what purpose right or what are we trying to solve for these users right uh, is is it uh, is it the repetitive nature which you know uh, helps you digest to answer questions right as opposed to the application based method that you would want to do for maths or or, or science right even with the science is probably some dilution there right uh, but but the first thing you do is to ensure that that you've got these answers right right uh, and the second part very honestly is pushback 
right and and i'll say pushback like straight off the bat right because um, you know that when you get stakeholders excited right you have these conversations with them and they're super excited they're like oh this guy's really listening right uh, the next thing is like when is it due by right due date kya right uh, when does uh, when does it hit production right uh, the second part is like pushback so that you get like your fundamentals in place right and you can start moving things around right uh, you've got say probably three critical answers right you mapped it out in your head that okay these three can be solved in this way right uh, you got two vague uh, questions Uh, two vague questions right that still don't have a solution for you want to get a user research up and running right so that they can go and answer that piece right start having the actual conversations with the uh, with the kids on ground or the or the end user or whatever that is right uh, and in the and at the same time uh, there'll be some outright notes that you just want a better validation for right to say okay, these are not work right uh, and in the meantime you want to start building up you know the the first semblance of what that product could look like so uh, the sooner you get to like the the prototyping the sooner you get to the user testing right uh, the sooner you can answer back uh, to a stakeholder right uh, and more importantly than answering the stakeholders answer answer your answer those questions in your head as well right to say that okay does this does this uh, you know zero to one make sense right should i be doing this right uh, because in in a lot of like big organizations that like, you end up seeing a uh, lot of people working on the similar problem right uh, in like you know different teams etc uh, and and you want to answer ki like is this really going to stand out and what are the uh, you know end objectives of this zero to one how is it different than what that guy is building right uh, and and what is the approach uh, when when it comes to like okay i'm going to build this differently right so uh, first piece is like those deeper conversations about what that zero to one is right uh, the second part is push back get you know uh, get your army in place in a sense right or or get you know the the footwork uh, done right so you've got people on the street they they're finding answers for you you're doing your own independent research right um when i built like a zero to one piece at at byju's for instance right uh, i actually had shut off for like two weeks right uh, not that i mean there were side projects but at your mark okay this is a particular piece of time that i need to go and do this uh, do this uh, do this research for myself so you do your secondary research and you start taking some of the distilled or um, you know ideas from your secondary research right and then uh, trying to find out okay how do i mobilize uh, you know the right uh, user research on this right who are the people that i need to have conversations with what is the structure of those conversations right uh, how do i how do i mine for this information uh, and then once you've got your primary research out then start you know building your prototype right to say and and prototypes are can be very easy right because uh, in a sense mostly like uh, i'd say somebody out there has definitely solved one or more of your problems right it, it comes to how those you know those units are going to play together uh, or you know how you're going to present that to the end user right so not your whole laundry list of like questions don't necessarily need answers right uh, but you create you create prioritized answers uh, on the ones that you're very unsure about right uh, so so for my zero to one i knew that like there is a tech component out there that uh, that we need to test whether the kids will actually play with right uh, and that was paramount so i scripted away everything from from the prototype and I said i just need an answer to this right and if this falls in place okay then the other pieces will like fall into place right uh, and but but i could i could do those bits later 
right so it, it's a, a lot of the initial phase is about uh, getting getting a lot of quick work done on these fronts right because everything else could be just like a phase wise development right you want a cleaner ux they can always be a better ux right they can always be a better ui right uh, but you want to get your prototypes failing for the for the big pieces right or proof for the big pieces uh, because those are the ones that really will need um, you know time right um and and then after that it's it's once you've got you know the uh, once you've got you know that clarity in your head uh, sometimes it's about how do you now take you know what you've learned right and communicate uh, what you're going to build right uh, so that everybody's on board right because you started off that conversation here but now your product is like here right uh, and you need to your stakeholder to get all the way from here to here right uh, and ensure that like he's he's uh, he's he or she is like okay with it right um, and that that's again you know part of like the communication piece right uh, and then once you've got that you need to basically lock in what your uh, mvp is right and then and then just execute right so at at byju's i think we've we evolved a fairly good um, you know uh cadence to this whole piece right you had your prototype you had an alpha test you had your beta test locked in uh then you finally you know uh build out you know your first mvp uh and then you do you know whichever uh phase released or you know timely release that you want to do right and goes without saying that all of this rides off of constant feedback right uh whether that's qualitative or it's quantitative right uh, early early in your zero to one it's going to be a lot of qualitative stuff right that's where you know your big bets are going to be uh, are going to be broken or they're going to like succeed and you need to know like what the actual users feeling about it right uh, there was this one really funny incident uh, where where we had taken this prototype uh, and and it's fully functional right and it was basically uh, i mean part of the prototype was this teacher having a conversation or teaching you know whatever uh, they needed to teach in that particular uh, lesson right um, and and we gave this give it to this child and this child was in the fourth grade right uh, and and she was loving the experience right uh, and then she clicked on the video and she saw the video right uh, and then she just like paused it and she just literally gave the phone back right and and deadpan like no no reaction right uh, and she's like here you go and uh, and i was i was i was super super curious because um, so far she was loving it and you could see like the light on her face she was loving the interactions playing with everything uh, and then all of a sudden she's just like here you go and mm-hmm. and i was um, and and so then it becomes you know the conversation that you have uh, in your user research right uh, and you're trying to probe as to why she didn't like it right uh, and eventually after a lot of mining she basically said i didn't like how that teacher spoke to me and i was like uh, what do you mean how do you think the teacher spoke to you or how did you feel the teacher spoke to you uh, and and this fourth grader who's uh, the thing now who's anyway fairly shy right she looks at me and she says uh, she's speaking to me like i'm a child right <laughs> and, and it was such a honest uh, response and I, i was baffled because he was like oh my god you know like a whole production video production needs to know this fact right and and we had the video production guys uh, on uh, 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 in that in that room right so they actually like heard this in our debrief later and we were like dude they think you're talking to them like children <laughs> and, and they don't like it <laughs> so 
Uh, so it was it was it was fairly interesting. But uh, but anyway, coming back to the point, you basically got your zero one early enough. You got like a lot of the qualitative stuff uh, over time. You instrumented so that you you can quantify like a lot of these uh, questions, right? Um, and and then at every stage, ensure that that data is coming back. You're diligent with the data, right? Because uh, you're not doing data for the sake of data because that's kind of pointless, right? Uh, but you've got with every release you've got a hypothesis you've got the um, you know the questions uh, lined up you've got the uh, the the data queries or whichever dashboards that you want up and running right uh, and that you're tracking that like diligently yeah and then uh, post that it's it then becomes like the 1 to 10 problem so that's uh, yeah. like the episode do share it with your friends and colleagues and subscribe to us if you enjoyed it to continue learning, download the Forward app from getforward.app and learn from industry pros without burning a hole in your pocket. Keep learning and keep moving forward.